Hello and welcome to That's Wow, That's Women of Washington. I'm Erin Murray. It's an honor to bring you today's interview with Tacoma theater artist and writer Chevy Chung, as she is the most exciting emerging artist you have probably never heard of. Her new work, The Chinese Question, The Tacoma Method, opens tonight in Tacoma for a two-night run. Chevy was inspired by the photography of local photographer Tim Grayhavens and a recent Tacoma Art Museum collection by Ji Lin titled In Search of the Lost History of Chinese Migrants and the Transcontinental Railroads, which inspired her to look into the dark history of the city of Tacoma. As a Tacoma native, this story disturbed and saddened me, but Chevy believes it should be told in order to create a better tomorrow. Listen to her discuss her deep connection with the story, how she assembled her brilliant team, and why she no longer waits to create in this exclusive interview. Here we go. Hello and welcome to That's Wow, That's Women of Washington. And I am here with a very special woman of Washington, Chevy Chung. And we're here in Tacoma, Washington, and I'm getting ready to hear all about this hot project that you have a very short window to see called the Chinese question. And would you like to say hello, Chevy? Hello. And it is titled the Chinese question, the Tacoma method, the Tacoma method. Okay. Colon the Tacoma method. So let's just dive right in. I suppose I should jump off by asking what is the Tacoma method? Yes. The Tacoma method is a very sad mark on Tacoma history that occurred in November, on November 3rd, 1885. Just to give you the platform and the lead-in of this event, I would like to say the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882 was signed into legislation. It was passed by Congress and signed into legislation by uh, the president, President Arthur, I believe, at the time. And that gave the way for uh, exclusion of Chinese immigrants, Chinese workers, in the United States. It was the first piece of legislation that made it okay to exclude, to boycott, and essentially mistreat a group of people based wow. on their immigration status and who they who they are and where they're from. And so with 1882 in play and that piece of legislation, 1885 rolls in and there's a lot of uh, labor unrest. The railroad was finished, so a lot of Chinese workers and families were looking for work elsewhere. And because of their amazing work ethic, they were putting uh, fear or perceived fear into other immigrants in the Northwest and West Coast. And Washington State was a territory at the time. It was not a state. And so here in Washington Territory, specifically in Tacoma, it came to a head. It was organized by city officials, uh, the police chief, the fire chief, upstanding citizens at the time. And they started organizing this early in 1885, and it hit on November 3rd. There were several warnings that went out uh, to the Chinese consul in San Francisco, to Washington, D.C., to the sheriff, to the U.S. Marshals, but no one was taking a bold step to stop it until it became time to take action, which became too late to stop any of this. And so what is it exactly? Uh, the Tacoma method was these hate committees, these hate committees rounded up uh, Chinese families, booted them out of their homes, their businesses, and gave them a very short window, I believe 9.30 a.m. on a business day, 9.30 to 1.30 or 9.30 to 2.30 in the afternoon to 
uh, evacuate. Wow. Pick up and carry what you have and don't come back. And that's the Tacoma method uh, in a nutshell. That was on November 3rd. Everything went quiet on November 4th. And then on November 5th, 1885, all of their houses were burnt down. All of their businesses were looted. And I don't think anyone in 2017 or most people know about the story and the voices um, that lead up to the Tacoma Method. Right. Uh, Well, and I think something that was very chilling when you were telling me about the Tacoma Method um, is that you after you told me about your project initially, you arrived at this very deafening sentence that has stayed with me for a long time, which is, and that's why Tacoma doesn't have a Chinatown. And that was very, you know, that took my breath away because I, I, I looked around and I realized that it, it, we, do, we do not have that. So everyone in the Tacoma Method was pushed out, you said at least like seven miles, I think, down to Lakewood. Yes, marched out, uh, men on horseback, And mind you, this is before paved roads. These families and humans were walking in cold, rainy weather. November weather. Freezing temperatures. A few passed away from hypothermia in mud, in deep mud. And when they reached the Lakeview Station, they weren't just put on trains. They were forced to buy tickets. God. And if you couldn't get a ticket, then you just had to walk along the rail. (laughs) I'm curious, the legislation that you quoted, the 1882 Act, was that only in pertaining to Chinese? You are correct. It was okay. only pertaining to Chinese, and it was in play. It was in effect through 1943, which is a 60-year span of exclusion. And that was live in America or in Tacoma? In the United States. Okay. Wow. Okay. And so now with everything that we see with DACA and with different decisions trying to be made in the White House, it um, I had no idea that these acts were only so recently chased out, and which makes them even more vulnerable to being invited back in since, if, I mean, 1943 wasn't that long ago. That's terrifying. So your, your piece that you've created, how many actors do you have involved and how oh, do you great. describe this event? Because it's not just, we're not just going to be coming in and sitting in a theater in the dark and thinking about something, right? Okay, great question. Um, we have 14 actors. Two of those 14 are doubling as musicians. And uh, those characters, those two musicians, portray Buffalo Soldiers. Awesome. Uh, Charles and Solomon. Uh, Charles is the percussionist and drummer. He's also one of the narrators. And Solomon is a musician. This character of Solomon is a musician who plays about four to five instruments. And then our third musician, her name is Yiying Zhao. She plays with Seattle Chinese Orchestra and the Chinese Arts and Music Association in Seattle. So wow. she'll be playing traditional folk music, uh, music bed and, and some score uh, with the text. Oh my goodness. And it is not in a theater, correct? It is not in a theater. It is going to be read in a courtroom in downtown Tacoma that was constructed or construction started in 1907 and it was completed in 1910. Okay. So it's being read in a courtroom. And is it a, would you describe it that it's a a linear narrative? Is it, is there a story or does it kind of hop around? Are we following a central character perhaps? Yes. Okay. So it is quite linear. It begins earlier in 1885 and 
our protagonist, her, her name is Mrs. Lum May, and she is the wife of Lum May. And Lum May is a prominent business owner in downtown Tacoma. And they've been established in the city for about 10 years, so they're well-known, respectable people. And we want to fall in love and fall for Mrs. LeMay in Act 1. Our story is not about labor. It is not about railroad labor or mining labor or logging camps, anything like that. We want our Chinese characters to be portrayed and perceived and received well by today's audience. We want them to see them for the humans that they are, and we want the audience to relate with these characters and, and cheer for them. And so as far as linear, it starts early in 1885. We meet a few hate committee members, and then we have some subplots happening between hate committee members and the Chinese characters. And Mrs. LeMay, according to LeMay's testimony from a, a civic suit that was filed, a civil suit that was filed against um, the hate committee members, his testimony is the only surviving historical document from 1886. And are we reading that? Or is that yes, being read? Yes, we, we have a, an abbreviated version. We've trimmed it down. But it's, it's his words. It is his his words. Wow. And so doing this in a courtroom, we're putting LeMay at the witness stand on a microphone to really amplify his words. And in his testimony, we find out what happens to Mrs. LeMay on the Tacoma Method Day of November 3rd. Uh, the hate committee breaks into their home and she refuses to leave and she loses her sanity. She is forever changed by the Tacoma method. And that we hear about, we don't see it, but we hear about it in act two and we set it up well in act one. We use uh, a movement and expressive sequence to show her refusal to leave. Oh my goodness. Wow, okay. So you have 14 actors, yes. and then you've said that a few of them are also going to be doubling as musicians, but then um, I don't want to give anything away, but you have mentioned that there's going to be a little bit of dancing, but not done in some kind of way that people would you, expect. Yes. So I'm excited to uh, for people to experience that. May I ask, will there be any Chinese spoken? Yes. Okay. Um, the gentleman playing Lum May has never been in a play before. Wow. This is his first time acting, and it's an amazing story how he reached us and, and is included with our actors. That's a very long story, so I'll hold on that for now. <laughs> um, his first name is Percy, and Percy is speaking as LeMay. The first words we hear from LeMay are spoken in Cantonese, which is his native language. Wow. And it's so powerful because LeMay in this opening speech is talking about the hope and the opportunity of being in America and being an American. And um, so that is the audience's first impression of LeMay. I don't know how many Cantonese speakers will be in our audience um, or those receptive of the language or who, who will be able to comprehend it. But it, it's it's we wanted to give his first impression a lot of strength and concentration and so we're we've chosen to give him this looped cycle of a monologue it's the same six sentences he repeats over and over while two other younger characters lily who is a young chinese wash worker in tacoma and tin luke who is a shop manager shop owner they're speaking in english and all three characters are facing the audience and there's overlap so you decide who you want to zoom in and listen to wow which came first, the script or the actors? I mean, where did the audition process fall? Did you wait oh. and find these community members and then start writing for them? Or did you write and then 
audition? It there there was no audition. I did not hold auditions. This is a reading, so it's also an original piece of text. And living in Tacoma and knowing there is no Chinatown, I was already facing a challenge of how am I going to find at least one Chinese person to be in this play because that matters a lot to me. Um, yes, there are other Asians in our play, Asian actors, uh, but I wanted to have one Chinese character, Chinese uh, actor. What was the question? The which came first? The um, which came first? Yeah. So what came first? Uh, the piece of text surfaced after I, I had an actor population. So I was contacting okay. actors far in advance. Um, so it was like the egg came first and then the chicken <laughs> came along. So okay. <laughs> I, we wrote some of these pieces for specific voices in mind um, that I knew we had in our pool. To choose okay. From. Wow. And these the, the channels that you used to find these Asian actors, these Chinese actors, was it was it one of these cases where once you started knocking on some doors, those doors quickly opened or was it a long process to find the actors? Ooh, wow, this was probably a I gave myself about a three week window and I had several actors initially before I get into my thought process behind this, the courtroom has a jury box that seats 14. Wow. I don't know what kind of jury box that is. I don't know if you call that a grand jury. I don't know. I just know I had this vision to fill the jury box with 14 actors. My original vision was seven Caucasian actors and seven Asian actors. Well, I lost some actors along the way, so I had to keep plugging along. And I, I've been in a few local plays uh, with some of these Asian actors and asked them if they would join us for the reading. And then I wanted my one Chinese person. I wanted my Chinese actor. And so I had to really be persistent and relentless in my search for someone who speaks Chinese and can is comfortable with public speaking. Mm -hmm. And was it important to you that they were also based in Tacoma? Did you want that connection? I don't have any Asian actors based in Tacoma. Oh, wow. Okay. I think some of my actors, maybe one lives in University Place or Spanaway. I can't remember, but, out, you know, that's not in central Tacoma. And then a few of our actors, I believe, are in either Federal Way or Auburn or Renton. I'm not okay. certain, but kind of outside. Okay. Did they know the Asian actors that you found did they had they heard of the Tacoma method before was this difficult for them to hear or were they aware of it already I'm not certain about the level of depth that they'd heard sure our musician Yi Ying had not had no knowledge of this horrible event in Tacoma history so it was brand new for her my goodness um and then what was it um did you have to have any special conversations or did you have a kind of unifying conversation at the beginning with the Caucasian actors and the Asian actors yes. all together. So our first reading, I we had uh, quite a full evening of, of objectives. And one of those objectives for me as the director was to uh, confront and at, at onset, this is uncomfortable material. And it is about hatred and oppression and power and oppression. And we I wanted to be very upfront with everyone to give the option, if you're uncomfortable with this language, you're welcome to drop this project. 
if this makes you uncomfortable, you're welcome to step out of the room. I didn't want anyone to feel forced or pressured into being a part of this reading. So everyone, we all, we all acknowledge the ugliness of the text and the time. And everyone has just been so loving and, and warm and amazing as a company. That's fantastic. So what is your hope for an audience member who's coming to the Tacoma Method, the Chinese question? One of my hopes for an audience member attending this play reading is that they realize we're all humans and we're all allies together and we can fight hatred with the truth. And it is important to speak up and speak out against hatred. If that's racism or excluding a group of people, that is not okay to do. And also realize in a local sense that Pacific Avenue was forever changed yes. on that day. And I am either walking on Pacific Avenue or driving on it Monday through Friday. Yeah. And and just the history and learning. And I've done a portion of the march that um, the Chinese residences took when they were walking. I took an hour and I, I, I walked along Pacific Avenue and 17th and it was just moving. I, I hope people realize that we're all allies together and that we can take a stand and speak out and use art if necessary. That I was having an artistic response to this work and as a theater artist decided this is my way to speak up and speak out against injustice is let's use theater to do it. Very well said. Um, thank you for saying that. I, uh, I want to give you the opportunity to talk about how this project was made possible because this is not I suppose you would not describe this as an independent project while it is it is your brainchild but it is not just a Chevy Chung original um, and what is the body that is producing this work okay the body producing this work is the Empathos company independent theater company in downtown Tacoma founded in April 2017 and outside of Empathos company some of the I have an investor who has remained, who wishes to remain uh, undisclosed. Um, so there's that investor. And I have a writing team who's helped lift this project. Uh, one writer, her name is Alana Feynman. She's a recent graduate of University of Puget Sound. Oh, wow. And I believe she's a neuroscience, neuroscience major and theater major. Okay, no big deal. Okay. And maybe a psychology major. I don't want to shortchange her. And and John Wesley Levi III. He's a local community leader and a member of the Tacoma Urban League. He's a coach. He's a youth pastor. He's happily married and a father of five. My goodness. Okay. And um, John and I have known each other for over 20, maybe over 25 years. Uh, he's also a poet and a percussionist. Wow. So telling the story, I, I wanted to bring people in who had different strengths from me and different skill sets. I, until this project, never considered myself a writer. <laughs> I didn't study English composition, I didn't study writing, and so I felt like fearful. And I was letting my own fear and ignorance in the way. And anyone listening, I want to encourage you, if you have ideas and stories inside of you, just get them on paper, get a computer, let's get it going, because <laughs> I have no more excuses, and you don't have any more excuses either. So those are, that's my writing team. and. Uh, Goodness, so many generous people to name. Uh, quite well, a community. 
the I that was I was prying into uh, you speaking about empathos. Mm-hmm. Um, since this is, are are you calling this your first production? It as is. that okay? It is the empathos first production. I am the artistic director of the empathos company, and I wanted the first project, be it reading or full scale production, I wanted the first project to be meaningful, and I wanted it to be a part of who I am mm-hmm. as a person and artist. That's why the story is narrated by Buffalo Soldiers. That's why this story has Asians and Caucasians. I didn't feel that we needed to have a Caucasian narrator or an Asian narrator. And I didn't want to bring in the Native American voice because that for me was so sad. And the Puyallup tribe, it's so close and we're on their land right now. Right. Um, all of this land in Pierce County once belonged to the Puyallup tribe. We acknowledge that in our story. It's in the opening speech and we set that context for the audience. However, I've grown up with, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a child of veterans. Like, I'm the one in the family who did not go into service. And, um, well, not into a military not service. Not into a military service. Yeah. Uh, and so, knowing that and knowing about some of my family members, I wanted to give them a tribute. And so, that's why I brought in the Buffalo Soldiers. My stepdad is a, a U.S. Army veteran, and he's been a total positive influence. And this is my tribute to him. That's, Uh, where the Buffalo Soldiers come from. And people don't really know much about the Buffalo Mm -hmm. Soldiers. They guarded the railroad. They made sure railroad construction continued. And Teddy Roosevelt, as a way to say thank you for your active duty, he made the Buffalo Soldiers the first park rangers. Oh, wow. So we don't have that cool fact in there. But there's... When you're a person of color and you're looking for history to identify with and relate to, you have to dig for it. You have to be intentional about finding these stories in history because, unfortunately, uh, right now there's not a high concentration of them. You have to do intense research. And then I just got obsessed. And during my research, I would get upset. I would get angry. I would get sad. I would cry uh, because I had to dig so hard. And a a sad fact about the Tacoma Method there's no record of it. Mm. I mean, there's really, I mean, there are records of it, but there are newspaper articles you have to dig and read. There's no, uh, not many accounts from that population. So they were literally erased from Tacoma. It's very sad. God, that's, that's chilling. I am so glad that you are bringing this harrowing shadow of Tacoma history to light so that we can all see it and on the anniversary of the event as well um, that is going to be for anyone who arrives not knowing the um, significance of the date that they are seeing it I can only imagine how that's going to sit on their shoulders in conclusion for my last question I may I ask are you already thinking am I asking too much are you already thinking about your next production what production number two is you are a prolific writer though I mean a prolific artist though you haven't fully created all these things I know that you have a backlog of different ideas but has have you settled on your next project are you going to wait and see if whether you know could this live again the Tacoma method are you going to wait and see and make a decision later what I I have a few ideas and through this process the history is stuck with me so I'm considering future projects about the Harlem Hellfighters um, the story of Aunt Jemima and the real women behind Aunt Jemima and maybe a little bit of English or British history with Mary Stuart and Queen Elizabeth so okay so you're still in the lottery of your many ideas I would like to do something that's a little goofy and wacky like cartoony (laughs) violence and stage fighting because I love stage combat something you could bring and you're certified in it right yes I am uh, with the 
British Academy of Dramatic Combat. And I, I want to do something that breaks away from the heaviness of the Chinese question. So my next project will be wacky and goofy, uplifting, funny. Okay. Uh, I don't know what yet, but we're headed that direction. And it, and ha- does Empath- Empathos have a fixed mission statement? Yes, we do have a, a fixed mission statement. Our mission statement is to cultivate and develop collaborative storytelling and to bring audiences and artists together in inspiring and unexpected ways. That is admirable, and that's exactly what the city of Tacoma needs. Uh, Chevy, thank you so much for taking the time. You are running around. You're picking up lighting equipment. You've got everything. These are in crunch times, and I want just nothing but the best for your premiere production, and I know this is going to be the first of many. Thank you. So thank you very much. Thank you, Chevy. The Chinese Question, The Tacoma Method, plays tonight, November 3rd, and tomorrow, November 4th, in Tacoma. I'll post a link to the event in the show notes. Chevy Chung is a name to watch, so keep your eyes peeled for her next creation with Empathos and stop waiting to make your own ideas magically happen. Just do it. Chevy Chung, Wonder Woman. Go forth, fems. Remember to dare and do.